people. It's Thursday, September 9th, 2021, five days away from when we say goodbye to evil Disney cartoon character Gavin Newsom as governor of California. And we elect my friend and great human being and wonderful American and just decent soul, Larry Elder, to be the next governor. We're going to get to that in just a second. Uh, but I want to say first, I don't think I've ever been this fired up to do a show, just generally speaking. There's just so much going on right now. But also, this is kind of my first real show back on the grid because, you know, I came back a week ago yesterday with Adam Carolla. We got caught up to speed. The following day, Thursday, I did a Q&A. Then Friday, we did that Glenn Beck show all about Afghanistan. Uh, Monday, I was at a Larry Elder rally, which we posted the video to on YouTube. And then the last two days uh, were Rosh Hashanah, the Jewish New Year. Happy New Year to all the Jews. I believe it's 5782. That's a lot of years of uh, annoying bad people. Uh, so there you go. And, uh, you know, apologies to Ilhan Omar and Rashida Tlaib and the rest of the squad for sticking around for so long. <laughs> what can we do? Uh, but I am just beyond fired up to be back doing this and ready to fight for Larry. And there's so many things happening. It's absolutely crazy. Uh, before we get to any of that, though, let me do a quick ad for Bonner Wine because I have been back and I've, you know, I was doing tequila all summer. I'm back on the juice, people. If you like wine like I do and you're afraid of drinking the same boring bottles, you need to try the extreme altitude wine that comes from the mountains of Argentina. Imagine at your next dinner pouring a glass of red wine that comes directly from the highest vineyards in the entire world. That's 6,000 to 9,000 feet, any higher, and the grapes wouldn't be able to survive. What does this all mean for the wine? A flavor unlike any wine you've ever tasted. Blackberry, leather, smoke, and a little dark cherry. This stuff packs a punch and nature does all the work. That means no dyes and no flavor additives. This wine is almost impossible to get in the US because of the small family producers. Uh, the family producers deep in the Andes Mountains make a very limited quantity. Just getting the wine bottles down from the mountain unbroken is a challenge. The guys over at freethinkerwine.com have cracked the code when it comes to getting these rare wines to Americans. The best part, they've cut out the middleman. You won't deal with any big industry markup. Listen, I'm normally a Cabernet guy, as you know, but I really have been enjoying these Malbecs with my steaks, and uh, we just made a freaking unbelievable uh, eight-hour brisket on our smoker, which if you're joining me at uh, rubenreport.locals.com, you can see the pictures and the videos, actually. Uh, visit freethinkerwine.com, and you'll get top-quality, extreme-altitude wine for about half the price. My audience get 50 gets 50% off the wine and 50% off shipping. No need for a promo code, just visit freethinkerwine.com. That's freethinkerwine.com. And now back to me. Okay, so look, there's a moment happening in California right now. And as they say, as goes California, goes the country. Well, when they say that, that usually means, oh, the progressive lunacy and the big government and high taxes and regulation and horrible education and homelessness and all of those bad things, that that's gonna trickle across the country. And in many cases, it often does. There is a moment for California right now, and we've got five days left to make sure we get rid of Gavin Newsom, who has kept us locked up, wearing masks, out of work, depressed, et cetera, et cetera. 
and vote Larry Elder in. So I wanna show you a video right now. I'm sure some of you that are more online creatures have seen this already. This is a video of Larry Elder yesterday uh, while he was in Venice, California. Venice, you know Venice Beach, right? Everyone knows famous Venice Beach, right? Muscle Beach where Hulk Hogan, you know, learned to lift weights and it's just, it was at one time this incredible place of sort of hipster, cool, funky music and all these weird characters. And when I first moved to Los Angeles in 2013, it was like the place you wanted to go and the beach was gorgeous and just cool people out there. And it was just so wonderful. It has been transformed into an abject disaster because of the policies by Gavin Newsom and by our mayor uh, in Los Angeles. And in effect, it's basically just a drug den, homeless people everywhere. It's an absolute disaster. Well, Larry Elder, went to Venice yesterday to take a tour and uh, watch what happened here. And I know, as I said, those of you that are more online creatures, you've probably seen this video, but I assure you, if you watch CNN, MSNBC, or if you read the New York Times or Washington Post, you haven't heard about this or seen it or anything else. Uh, we'll get to that part of this in just a moment, but here's the video. Okay, so obviously there's a bunch of crazy people and drug addicts there. That's what they've turned Venice into, which is exactly why Larry was there in the first place. But just to be clear, what happened there was a white woman in a gorilla mask threw an egg at our black gubernatorial candidate here in California. Now, I don't care that Larry is black. I don't think Larry really cares that he is black and I don't wanna play the identity politics game. But the simple fact is, if that was anyone that was a Democrat, if that was Stacey Abrams, if that was any black Democrat anywhere, and a white person in a gorilla mask had thrown an egg at them, then punched their security guard, there was a whole bunch of uh, other yelling and cursing and all sorts of stuff, do you think that we'd be in the middle of a media hellstorm that would be almost unimaginable and 24-hour nonstop coverage right now? Of course, I don't even have to ask you that question. You know that we would. So this is not that some crazy person in a gorilla mask did this specifically, and it's not that some other drug addicts and whacked out lunatics uh, are, are attacking a candidate, right? Like people do all sorts of real stuff, of crazy stuff. The point here is the media is actually evil at this point. Let's not pretend that Don Lemon and Brian Stelter and, uh, and Anderson Cooper and Wolf Blitzer and all the rest of them that they haven't seen it. They've all seen it. That video, I, I helped it go viral. Last I saw it had over three million views. It's, it completely caught fire online. Didn't make CNN, we checked. Didn't, it's not on MSNBC's website, not on ABC, not on NBC, not on CBS, not on Politico, not on the New York Times. Hmm. I'm starting to think, guys, call me crazy, and you know I was off the grid for a while, so maybe I lost it. I'm starting to think that 
our mainstream media is an arm of the Democratic Party. I'm starting to think that the people who call everyone racist are the racists. Could I, am I nuts? Was I drinking wine before the show? You think, what's going on here? Uh, this is, it's a scandal because it's a non-scandal. It's the same thing with Biden and the dementia. That's what I always say. The scandal is the non-scandal. Okay, again, just imagine that was Stacey Abrams walking out, someone, a white person in a gorilla mask, throws an egg. What do you think would be happening right now? But instead they ignore it. And you know why they ignore it? Because they don't want anyone to hear Larry Elder's message. They're afraid, first off, they're afraid that Larry Elder would look like a victim and they love victims, right? So they don't want him to be a victim, okay? So that's number one. But the second part is once they hear Larry Elder's name, then they might Google Larry Elder. And you know what? If you Google Larry Elder, although I'm sure Google is screwing with the search results, you might start hearing Larry Elder speak. And when Larry Elder speaks, he's making sense and he's telling the truth. And He's pushing back on all of this progressive lunacy that has ruined this state and that is now infecting every part of this country. Man, I'm feeling it today. You know what? I campaigned with Larry on Monday here in Thousand Oaks. It was a spectacular rally, about a thousand people there. The crowd was absolutely unbelievable. Democrats, Republicans, independents, people were fired up and ready to go. So I spoke before Larry Elder, as did uh, Scott Bayo. So Larry Elder has me and Scott Bayo. Well, uh, Newsom's feeling the heat because he got Obama to throw in an ad. And I want you to watch this ad. And then right at the very end, I want you to read the text that's going to show up because I want to talk about who this ad, ad is funded by. But listen to Obama and you tell me, is everything that Barack Obama is saying in this ad true? You decide. Hello, Californians. You've got a big choice to make by September 14th. Governor Newsom has spent the past year and a half protecting California communities. Now Republicans are trying to recall him from office and overturn common sense COVID safety measures for healthcare workers and school staff. Your vote could be the difference between protecting our kids and putting them at risk, helping Californians recover or taking us backwards. Protect California by voting no on the Republican recall. Barry, Barry, you're a liar. You're a liar, Barry. Let's get into it. Uh, first off, he's saying that Newsom's protecting the kids. He's been protecting us for the last year and a half. Well, if he's protecting us, why is everyone telling us that COVID's going bananas right now? Obviously, he's not doing a very good job at his protections. Oh, and by the way, there's no scientific evidence that lockdowns work, et cetera, et cetera. And every idiot that I'm around here in Los Angeles is walking around in 90 degree heat with no one around them walking their dog with a mask on. Okay. So Newsom, no, he obviously, he did some stuff. Sure, he ruined the economy, depressed people, got everyone trapped at home, people are out of work and all that stuff. But if, if you're saying he protected us, but the meme out of the White House is COVID is worse than ever right now, right? 300% rise and blah, blah. So, okay, Barry, I think you're wrong about that. Uh, he then calls it a Republican recall. Well, I just pointed this out and I mentioned it in my speech that's on YouTube right now that I gave on Monday at the rally. This is not a Republican recall. This is a complete lie and meme being spread by Barack and, and Newsom and the rest of these tools. Uh, there are regular people. I have met them on the streets. I go to these rallies. I went to rallies to open up the state and all of the people signing the recall. No, no I can't say all of them. I'll be honest, I'm like these freaks. Uh, many of the people signing these recalls, these were apolitical people. It's not even, they weren't Republicans. It's not even that they were Democrats. They were just regular people who wanted to go to work. How about like uh, that lovely woman from Pineapple Hill Saloon 
in Sherman Oaks, uh, Los Angeles, who wanted to just open up her restaurant, did all of the things they asked her to do, open up an outdoor area, you all saw that viral video, did all of the things she could do to do it, they closed her down outdoors, while right next to it, they let a Hollywood production go on and they could have their food and sit outside, but she couldn't. I don't know that she's a Republican, she just struck me as a regular person. So this is not a Republican recall. This is that two million people roughly hand signed at the height of the pandemic when they were telling you not to go outside, hand signed a recall that literally, if you were signing it and your pen touched the line above or below would, would discount your uh, signature and you would not count towards the recall. Well, about two million people signed it. Those people are fired up to vote. Like if you hand sign something in the middle of recall, you think you're gonna vote on the, on the 14th, on recall day, yeah, those people are gonna vote. They are motivated to vote. And I think there's a lot more of them now than there was even back when the recall was happening. So that was a lie. Then he gets into common sense COVID stuff. It's just common sense, it's common sense. Lock everybody down, keep kids in masks, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, I don't, uh, common sense, I'm, I'm not so sure about that. But don't take my word for it. We're gonna, we're gonna show you that Fauci guy in just a minute contradicting everything else he's said and everything else that they're doing. Uh, and then finally, at the end, if you didn't catch it, the ad is funded, and I mentioned this uh, uh, last week when I did the Q&A, the ad is funded by Reed Hastings. Well, who's Reed Hastings? Reed Hastings is the CEO of Netflix, and he has been pouring millions and millions of dollars into anti-Larry Elder ads, basically implying he's a white supremacist and he's gonna kill your kids, all over YouTube. I'm sure you've seen these videos on YouTube, and actually one of the only things that I saw while I was off the grid when I watch old basketball games is every ad that I saw was an anti Larry Elder, although rarely would they mention him by name, the candidate, the, you know, the Trump supporting candidate who's coming after Gavin Newsom and the Republican recall. So Reed Hastings, who's the CEO of Netflix, who also gave Gavin Newsom $3.1 million, go check for yourself, don't trust me, uh, is pumping all of this money into ads that are lies about Larry Elder. You're not gonna believe this. Guess who got a multi-million dollar contract to do a whole bunch of shows on Netflix. You know who, do you guys know? Come on, one e yeah, you got it, Barack Obama. I can't believe it, I can't believe it. Guys, I wanna mention, by the way, I like to mention this every now and again, I'm not a journalist. I'm not even saying there's something illegal going on there, but do you see how gross all of this is? It's all gross and disgusting. Why is it that Reed Hastings, the Netflix CEO, who's probably worth hundreds of millions of dollars, why is it that he so desperately wants to keep Gavin Newsom? Why is it that he's pumping all of this money into this? And then he's pumping money into getting the president, the former president of the United States to do ads on this. And by the way, he's also paying the president of the United States for a, uh, a production deal. Do you think that there's something going on there? And do you think maybe when Netflix picks which shows are on, that there might be a political bent to them? You think, you think some of that stuff might be possible? I think it might be possible. Anyway, I, as I said the day I got back, I am devoting every moment of my time right now uh, to helping Larry win. And look, if it's me and Scott Bayo and Larry Elder versus Gavin Newsom, Barack Obama, and Kamala Harris, I like our chances, I really do. So bring it guys, and, and please, if you live in California, please vote. We know there is going to be fraud, we absolutely know it. Now, oh, I should mention this. 
Um, I went to Rosh Hashanah services that uh, Dennis Prager conducts, and, and Dennis, they, they were quite moving services, actually, and I'm trying to, to reconnect with, uh, with that part of my, my life and my tradition and history and all that stuff. And Dennis runs a really wonderful service, and he makes a point of saying, and he said it repeatedly throughout the service, that he does not want it to be political. He does not want to bring politics into religion. He doesn't want to use the, the pulpit uh, of his position as the leader of a service to do anything political, and he, he does an, a remarkable job of it. He really does, and I suspect that in most temples and in most churches in America, that's not happening. I think everything's become hyper-political, unfortunately. Uh, but he managed to do that, but when I walked out of the services, um, and Dennis walked out, you know, basically everybody that's talking to us in the parking lot wants to talk about the recall, and tons of people who had supported Larry, which is great, but everyone has this feeling, this feeling that they're going to fix it one way or another. Does Larry have momentum? Yes. Are the people sick of Gavin Newsom? Yes. Does anyone like Gavin Newsom? No. Do a lot of people like Larry Elder? Yes. Uh, but what are they going to do? S California is allowing mail-in ballots on the 14th. 14th is election day. That means if you postmark your ballot on election day, they'll still count your vote. So do you think it's possible? And again, I don't have all of the, I don't have the evidence because it hasn't happened yet, but like I don't have every smoking gun or anything, but just like if we're just thinking people, knowing that politics has become religion to people and knowing that the Democrats don't want people voting with IDs and knowing that there's all these mail-in ballots and that you can literally print your ballot on your computer and that my friend, Colin Moriarty, who's been a guest of this show, who left California two years ago, he got a ballot to vote while he lives in Virginia now. He left over two years ago. I already sent that to Rick Rennell and to some of the lawyers that are watching this stuff. But they're letting you take um, mail-in ballots till the day of the election. So is it crazy to think that it might be a possibility that come election night, if they're counting ballots and it's kind of looking close and Larry maybe is winning, do you think the media might, because the media obviously doesn't want Larry Elder to win, they don't mind when a woman in a gorilla costume throws an egg at him, do you think it might be possible that they're gonna be like, oh, you know, we can't call this election, or just the general California machine, which who's tabulating these votes? It's the entire machine, the entire system here is Democrats. So do you think they might be like, ooh, that Larry Elder guy's winning. Uh, sorry, we're gonna have to wait for those mail-in ballots, and the, by the way, a lot of them were mailed in today, so we're gonna need five more days. Oh, and we might need a week. And, we have been set up. We have been set up. That, that's just what I believe. Um, but you have to have hope and you have to get out there and vote and you have to do everything that you can do. And then hopefully let's have some people watching some of this stuff, watching for some of this stuff, et cetera, et cetera. And by the way, then this, uh, I just saw this on Twitter, uh, this, this clown, this guy, John Cox, who's run for governor like a million times here and he always gets you know no votes or anything. He was just on CNN saying that he thinks that uh, he's a Republican here in California. He's, he thinks that um, you know, even though Larry Elder said there could be shenanigans, he thinks everything will be just fine. And it's like, uh, John Cox, do you know why they put you on CNN? Because you're a tool who would say something like that. They would never cover your candidacy, but the second you're willing to sell out your voters and, and attack the, the number one Republican in this race, who's really a libertarian more than anything else, congratulations, John Cox, you got on CNN. You think they were ever gonna ask you about any of your policies or care about, any, care in, about you in any way whatsoever if you weren't about to sell out? No, of course not. I'm gonna have some water. Guys, I wanna to talk to you about Raycons. You know, after spending a month off the grid doing my best to escape the chaos of the world with tequila, 
on sandy beaches and in the rainforest. It was challenging to return home only to realize that things had gotten more bananas while I was gone, ain't it the truth? Uh, no matter how you're feeling about getting back out there, there's no denying it's an adjustment. When the world gets too loud, something I love to do is create my own soundtrack by popping in my Raycon wireless earbuds. Sometimes you need some upbeat music to pump you up before you see people or to stay calm with some guided meditation. Because my Raycons travel so well, I can take them with me to listen to classic NBA games whenever I hit the gym or lull me to sleep with some atmospheric electronica music when I'm flying on a red eye. Let me tell you guys right now, Raycons are the best way to listen. They come with a bunch of gel tips for your comfort and unlike some other brands, they don't stick out of your ears. Raycons have a 32 hour battery, battery life so you can listen to what you want when you want. Uh, for a really long time. They start at half the price of other premium audio brands, but they sound just as good, and Raycons come with a 45-day happiness guarantee so you can't lose. Give them a try, you'll see what I mean. Create your own soundtrack with Raycon. Right now, Ruben Report listeners can get 15% off their Raycon order at buyraycon.com slash Ruben. That's buyraycon.com slash Ruben to save 15% on Raycons. Buyraycon.com slash Ruben. And now back to me. Okay, so I guess we have to talk about this uh, COVID thing. Uh, you know about this COVID thing, uh, you know, masks, and lockdowns, and, you know, assaulting strangers who aren't wearing masks. Oh, this is a good one. Uh, did I mention this the other day on the show? I went, I just told you I smoked a brisket last week. We've been just crushing it on the smoker. Like I'm smoking all of this stuff. So we go to get the brisket. I'm at Costco and I, it's true. And I don't want the authorities to come for me right now. We're going to have a knock on the door in a second. They're going to bag, black bag me like V for Vendetta. But it is true. I, my mask was beneath my nose, I needed to breathe some fresh air. And there's nothing like the fresh air of Costco. And I'm, we're at the brisket there, and I'm looking around, and this woman comes up to me, gets right in my face, like basically touching me, and she's like, you know, you know, the mask is supposed to be above your nose. And I said, uh, oh, I, I didn't know that. Thank you for letting me know. And she said, you didn't know? You don't watch the news? And I was like, no, I don't watch the news. Nobody should watch the news. It's, it's terrible. And she's like, oh, okay. And then walked away. And, I, and it's just like, this is the absurdity of these people. If this woman was actually afraid that I had COVID, which was being transmitted through my nose, do you think she would walk up, get in my face to tell me about it? So it has nothing to do with that. It's crazy, psychotic lunatics who are trying to exercise their authority over other people. Like, you'd be running away from me, you crazy bitch. You wouldn't be getting in my face. <laughs> All right, let's talk about Australia, though, because Australia, something insane is happening there. I mean, I'm gonna show you a bunch of stories right now and some video here. Australia is just, I don't know what's going on. It seems like they have just decided to just give up in the face of rampant authoritarianism. So first off, we're gonna show you this video. This is uh, of an Australian grocery store because people are just basically stocking up on stuff and there ain't a lot of stuff to stock up on. So first, let's show you this. Look at Woolies in Hurstville. Everything is empty, literally empty. Hey, why is everything empty? There's a spike in the supplier and that's how we you don't get oh. any more or less than that. Oh, he's a line supply. Maybe it's still waiting, I don't know. It's all oh, put together. Wow. Today, but we don't get it. That's crazy, man. Everything is gone, nothing. Their trucks aren't coming in. 
Okay, so it sounds like there's several reasons for this, and I'm not gonna sit here pretending that I'm, a, I'm an expert in Australian politics, although I do love Australia, and I, and I had such a wonderful time there with Jordan Peterson, two greatest weeks of my life. Uh, and I love the people there, and it's so sad what's happening. It sounds like some of the reason that this is happening is that truck drivers are actually protesting the lockdowns so that they're not delivering stuff. But it does sound like there's also just, which, which is what we're having here, there's just like this log jam in getting things places, and there's less stuff to go around and everything else. But when you see that, that should put chills down your spine because Australia is a first world nation, just like the United States, just like England, right? And it's like, if supermarkets are gonna start going bare because people are protesting or because stuff can't get there or because everyone's locked down and they don't want you going out and they want you to order everything on Amazon and everything else. We got a big freaking problem here. Um, so we've got a quote here. Oh, so let's just, okay, so that's one thing. That's one thing. Getting a little ahead of myself here. That's one thing. Well, now, if you think that that's sort of scary and eerie and like, oh, could that start happening here? Well, Australia is now building quarantine camps. We've got an image right there. I mean, this, this looks, if you look at what images from Nazi concentration camps look like. They actually look similar. The, the layout is somewhat similar. It's quite, quite disturbing. Um, we've got a quote here. Uh, sorry, where's this quote from? Um, oh, let's, go, let's go to the quote from The Age, actually. Uh, Construction is underway at Melbourne Center for National Resilience. That's what they name this thing. Melbourne Center, Melbourne. It's Melbourne, not Melbourne. Melbourne Center for National Resilience. The unwieldy name given to the new quarantine facility in Mickleham with the camp set up to open by the end of the year. So it's a little unclear to me, and I would gladly uh, take any of your comments on this. They're gonna, these are quarantine camps. So that means if you get COVID, they're gonna send you to this camp with other people who have COVID so that you will not have COVID anymore. Uh, would these people not be constantly reinfecting each other? And do you think maybe, and again, I don't wanna be a crazy conspiracy theorist, but do you think maybe when governments start moving populations into camps that that could maybe lead to bad things and that could maybe uh, eventually expand the definition of who should be in the camp and why? I mean, should we start having camps for unvaccinated people? and maybe just feed them fish heads once a week? Would that be something that we could do? Uh, and if you don't think all of that is weird enough, okay? And, and yes, it is weird. Uh, well, now we've got some video here. The Australian federal government is planning to de-anonymize the internet to introduce a social credit system for combating online abuse. This is the type of thing that would have got you banned from Twitter or YouTube two years ago if you would have said this sort of thing, that there's a Chinese social credit system coming, that basically uh, if you say things that are anti-government or against whatever the mainstream media narrative is that you'd get you know, banned from the internet or that you wouldn't be able to be, take part in commerce and that the government will literally keep a score on you to see how, what level of a good citizen you are. So here's some video. A radical plan to crack down on social media abuse is being considered by the federal government. For more, Nine's Oliver Haig joins us live in Adelaide. Ollie, how will it work? Lila, good morning. Essentially, it will work the same as a passport. Australians forced to submit 100 points of identification like their driver's licence or passport when using social media accounts like Facebook and Twitter. Now, police would have access to those social media accounts and it's all part of a crackdown on online abuse. Now, users could be liable for defamation suits or even criminal prosecution. And it's all part of a plan hoping to deter people from engaging in bad behaviour. Now, the recommendation 
recommendations were handed down by a federal parliamentary inquiry. They're reforms that are being considered by the Morrison government, with the chairman saying there is merit to remove to remove uh, the veil of being anonymous. Layla? So police will have access to Australian social media accounts to stop bad behavior. All right, so let's do just sort of the surface level version of it. Oh, well, that's pretty good because people are mean online and online people who are anonymous are mean. Yes, that's true. Uh, now let's do the slightly uh, slower or under version of this, right? The little deeper version of it. Uh, who's gonna decide what bad behavior is? Is bad behavior saying that you're against lockdowns? Is bad behavior saying you don't like a government official? Is bad behavior saying you want your kids to go to school? Um, is there an ethical problem uh, in terms of privacy that the government can just read all your stuff? You know, there's a, I think you can argue it both ways and, and I'll, I should do more shows on it. I think there's a great philosophical, legal, technological, a series of arguments around anonymity online, right? Like if you're a, let's say you were a gay person in Gaza, okay? There might be some value in you being anonymous online so you can connect with other people, tell people your story, maybe meet somebody, all of that stuff. And it's legit, you're under an authoritarian government. Australia is supposedly a Western government. Uh, people are allowed to be trolls at least for now. People are allowed to post pictures of frogs. People are allowed to make fun of politicians. But really what they're saying is here, here is, oh, we're gonna combat hate. And again, I don't love hate. Trust me, I, I get more than my fair share of hate online. I, I assure you that I do. So I don't love that. And sometimes it can be quite annoying because I would say, even though I really don't look at responses anymore, 90% usually of when I would look at this stuff and get hate, it's usually from anonymous accounts, right? Very few people will tell you that you're an evil Nazi right-wing lunatic uh, when, you're, uh, when it's actually their picture and you know, there's some skin in the game. So I understand why that there's reasons for anonymity and I understand why anonymity also creates problems. Uh, but if you don't think that this is a slippery slope, sort of like building camps for the bad people, um, then you know, I'd like to sell you a bridge. Uh, we got a little bit more from Australia. I mean, it's just crazy. This is from Yahoo News. Uh, residents in apartment buildings that have been locked down by Australia's New South Wales State Health Department over COVID-19 concerns say that they have had their deliveries searched and have had packages containing alcohol confiscated if the amount exceeds the department's prescribed alcohol limit. So you're locking people in their house and you're saying to them, you can't drink. Okay, now again, we can all argue about how healthy drinking is. You know, I've been on this tequila kick and I do like those Malbecs, but like, so the government is searching people's packages. You think that might be a problem? In apartment blocks locked down by NSW Health, residents are having their alcohol deliveries policed in accordance with the department's policy, which allows residents to receive a ration of six beers or pre-mixed drinks, one bottle of wine, or one 375 milliliter bottle of spirits, uh, according to news.com. Dot AU. You can have six beers and you can have one bottle of wine. I mean, does any of this sound right to you? This has nothing to do with alcohol at this point. Do you see there might be a problem here? It continues, any alcohol outside the limit is being confiscated until lockdown rules are lifted, according to the report. Residents may ask a clinician if they want more than the prescribed limits. I have no doubt that doctors are being called left and right. Uh, you know, I need my gin, it helps me sleep. Um, Lordy guys, there's something so crazy in the system right now. And, and I think we're all running out of time to fight it. All of us, we're all running out of time. And, and what we need to link this back to the front story is we all need it right now. I know you need it, I need it, we all need it. We all need a little bit of hope. 
And that's why the Larry Elder thing I think is so important, a signal that could, that could spread across the country, that could spread across the world because people are being locked down, people are being having their, their personal items taken away from them, I mean, sent to camps, really? This is happening? Yeah, it's happening and we need some hope right now. All right, uh, you know guys, I wanna talk about Startmail for a second. Free email services like Gmail and Yahoo aren't really free. I mean, everything's sort of fitting today. You pay with your privacy. In fact, internet giants like Big Tech bank on exploiting your data by selling it to the highest bidder. Your business plan, Google has it. Your medical records, Yahoo can sell them to drug companies. Personally, I don't wanna open myself up to identity theft and I can't imagine you do either. That's why I suggest using Startmail. It makes email feel safe again. Startmail keeps email private, period. Every email can be encrypted even if the recipient doesn't use encryption. So when you delete an email in Startmail, it's gone forever. And Startmail uses their own servers, not Amazon's, which means they can't be put out of business like Parler, which is music to my ears. Switching Startmail is seamless too. You can easily transfer all your current email data so there's no starting from scratch. Startmail is also backed by the most stringent privacy laws in the world. You get unlimited anonymous aliases. This feature protects your main email address from spam and phishing attacks. That is a good reason to be on, anonymous online. So when you're giving your email to a company but want to protect your identity, Startmail can generate shareable alias emails so people can't sell your info and they can't and they can be deleted at any time. With cancel culture raging and big tech censorship out of control, I keep saying the way forward is to build competitive businesses that support our privacy values, which is why I value services uh, like Startmail. Your cybersecurity has never been more at risk. Email snoops and scammers are taking advantage of the pandemic as phishing has skyrocketed in the last year. I mean, I know this, I get the crazy amount of emails I get on my phone blowing up with, with texts from lunatics. Ugh. Take control of your privacy with Startmail Start mail before it's too late. Start securing your email privacy with Startmail. Sign up today and you'll get 50% off your first year. Go to startmail.com slash Ruben. That's Startmail with the T, S-T-A-R-T, mail.com slash Ruben for 50% off your first year. Startmail.com, startmail.com slash Ruben. And now back to me. All right, so a little bit more on, uh, on COVID. And you know, I said to you guys when I came back on the grid, like I really wanted to rethink how I'm doing this show and all of these stories in a lot of ways because it doesn't feel like it's enough to just be like, oh, they're liars and, and we gotta just call out the liars. I want to figure out ways to give us hope so we can get out of this mess and I, I hope you're really feeling that today, you know, what I'm dropping right now. Uh, but sometimes we just have to call out the liars and then, and then, then I guess it's on each one of you and each one of us to say, okay, well, if I know that these people are lying, what am I gonna do differently in, in my life to deal with it. Uh, well, here's some video, uh, I think it's from MSNBC, of Fauci uh, discussing vaccinated people who have the Delta variant. And you know what, I'm not even gonna color this with anything. Listen to it and tell me if, if something seems weird related to vaccines and what we've been sold. Now that we have a Delta variant, that has changed the entire landscape. Because when you look at the level of virus in the nasopharynx of a vaccinated person, who gets a breakthrough infection with Delta, it is exactly the same as the level of virus in a unvaccinated oh. person who's infected. That's the problem. So those data are very compelling and that triggered the change in the CDC guideline. So just to be clear, what Lord Fauci just said is that whether you're vaccinated or not, the virus level that you'll have 
because of the Delta variant will be exactly the same. Okay, so I'll, I'll just assume that that's true in this case, right? I'm gonna take his word for it. He's Fauci, he has given us information, we much, must believe it. Now, we were told that the vaccines, Joe Biden's words, you know, once you take the vaccine, you can get back out there, do your thing. Then of course the Delta variant comes and uh, you, know, uh, you know, and then the woman at Costco and all of it. Um, but that sort of sounds like he's an anti-vaxxer in a way. You told us that if we all got vaccinated, we're good to go, everything will open up. And actually, not only did you do that, you used to say 14 days to, or what was it, 14 or 15 days to uh, flatten the curve. 14, 15 days, who's counting at this point? Yeah, that was almost two years ago at, at this point. Um, that was before a vaccine had even been thought of, right? Like right at the beginning of this thing, there was no chance. Uh, and by the way, when Trump was you know, doing Operation Warp Speed and they were speeding up the vaccines, everyone on MSNBC and CNN was saying who would take this, who trusts CN, uh, the CDC and who trusts uh, Trump and all of that stuff. Now, if you say that about the administration, you're, you're on one of AOC's lists. Uh, but the point here is, and I'll take his word for it, that if you take the vaccine, the, vir the level of the virus, his words, is just as bad whether you're vaccinated or not. Well, that sort of is telling people not to get vaccinated, isn't it? Isn't it kind of saying, well, this stuff that you sold us, this bill of goods that you sold us, isn't what was promised. And on top of it, uh, just now, I think Biden's having a press conference this afternoon, but some of it's leaking. They're saying that every federal employee will have to be vaccinated without choice. And every contractor that works with the federal government will have to have all of their employees vaccinated. So it's like the mandate is here. And by the way, guys, you may remember on July 30th, the last day that I spent online before disappearing, I was banned from Twitter. And why was I banned from Twitter? Because I said basically that the vaccines aren't working as promised, which that obviously is true. And I'm not telling you not to get vaccinated. You should get vaccinated if you wanna get vaccinated. You absolutely should. And you should wear a mask if you wanna wear a mask. And you should live in an underground bunker if you wanna live in an underground bunker. Actually, I'd prefer if a lot of these people did. Just stay there, stay down there. We'll, we'll send you stuff, care package. Um, but I was banned because I said, obviously the vaccines aren't working and obviously federal mandates are coming. That got me banned from Twitter. Of course, then I fought back and fortunately because of rubenreport.locals.com, I had a way of getting my message out there instead of just being completely, uh, you know, being completely wiped away from the internet in essence. Um, well, it turns out that the thing that I got banned for that eventually Twitter did apologize and they said it was an error. Well, that's pretty much what they're all saying right now. So. Dave Rubin, the Kreskin of YouTube. Uh, by the way, just a couple other quick, crazy COVID things here. This is from the New York Post. A New Jersey student has said he is barred from taking classes at Rutgers University because he has not been vaccinated, even though he's only studying virtually from home. He was locked out of his Rutgers email and related accounts when he went to pay his tuition at the end of last month and was told that he needed to be vaccinated even though he has no plans to attend in person. Do you think that this thing is expanding? Does any of this feel like it has anything to do with COVID? Do I seem like a complete conspiracy theorist to you? Maybe, maybe I do, maybe I don't. But I dig you and I thank you for watching. Guys, part one and part two of my interview with Tucker Carlson, I promise if you haven't seen this interview, this is Tucker like you've never seen him before. He dropped a couple F-bombs. That's right, Tucker Carlson with the F-bomb. Uh, but just like, like just an hour of just truth and nuance and decency. And it's just, it was really like one of the more enjoyable interviews I've done in about a year. Uh, so part one and part two are up on YouTube right now. You can watch the full hour is already up at rubenreport.locals.com, completely ad free, of course. Uh, my 
speech from the Larry Elder rally on Monday is also up on YouTube right now, so you can check that out. I'm trying to figure out uh, if I can join Larry for any of this bus tour. This weekend, I'll be at the, uh, they call it the Crenshaw Youth Summit, is that what it's called? The Crenshaw Youth Summit in Houston. Dan Crenshaw, Congressman, great guy. Uh, he is holding uh, an event. I think Megyn Kelly will be there, a Cu couple other of my friends will be there, and uh, so I'll be in Houston this weekend, and then when I get back Monday and Tuesday, I'm going hardcore for Larry. I will do anything I can do possibly. Reminder, you live in California, vote in person. They don't want you to vote in person. Why? I don't know. Uh, vote in person if you can, and if you can't, then mail it in, but try to vote in person if you can, and just, and spread the word, man. We got a chance, we got a chance. And uh, for as fired up as I was today, you know, if Wednesday comes around and it doesn't happen, you know, I gave this everything I got and I'll probably be somewhat depressed, you know, and, and not happy and, and feeling less hopeful. But if in the moment that, that somebody steps out there and says, I'll do it, I'll do the thing that I don't wanna do. Larry Elder doesn't really wanna be governor. Larry Elder has an extremely successful radio show, an extremely successful column. He has done a million things. He lives a great life. Like, I, I know Larry. You know, Larry loves his robe and his glass of wine. Like, Larry did not need this. He did this because nobody else is there. There's nobody. Caitlyn Jenner is a fraud. Most of the rest of the candidates, I'm sure they're decent people, but Larry is the guy that can do this, and that's why they're sending out Barack Obama. So as I said before, if it's Barack Obama, Kamala Harris, and Gavin Newsom versus me, Larry Elder, and Scott Baio, I'll take our chances. I like our chances. Let's fight, man. So I hope you're feeling a little bit of that. Fight with us. Go to electelder.com. Throw them a couple bucks so that they can go into these last few days strong. And let's see what happens. Woo, Lord, was that a show? I'm getting some Chipotle, people. All right, see you tomorrow.